Are you guys are you guys ready for me to do the big intro? Sure. Oh, I'm I'm so ready. This is this is going to be a really great episode. I just have a good feeling about it. This might even be better than the episode of us listening to you try to learn how to play a board game and then <laughs> go back after the fact and narrate. <laughs> that was the best episode ever. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and we are a week out from Halloween, and I am at my wits' end because the Berenstains did not fulfill their promise to give me a Halloween book for every single year that this podcast is going on. I made I made the mistake of for, okay, so I forgot that there were five weekends in October. I have mentioned this before and I and the number of Halloween themed books that I have in my possession were running low and I was just like, "Wait a minute. There's these two incredible looking books that I don't have that are spooky themed. And there's also these two incredible looking guys who happen to have all the books that I don't have. Why don't I put those ideas together and bring Bradley and Jeremy back on the show to talk about the Berenstain Bears in the Spooky Fun House and the Berenstain Bears and the Spooky Fun House Two spooky fun houses for the price of, well, I guess I don't know how much. Actually, one of them is kind of running kind of expensive these days, especially if you can get the sound to work. But, uh, two <laughs> two Berenstain Bears books, two spooky fun houses, two amazing guests. Welcome back to the show, Bradley and Jeremy. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. And I at first thought you were inviting me onto the show to talk about Halloween things because my birthday is on Halloween. And then I realized it was a desperate <laughs> last minute attempt to save this week's episode because I have a copy of a book that you don't have. So um, I can't tell you if I'm elated or offended or somewhere in between, but thank you. I, I am Bradley Mariska and I'm so glad to be back, Phil. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is kind of on brand for my life too. Like I'm always like, the bomb of the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, the thing is, if I even owned these books, I would feel so guilty if I covered them because these are like quintessential collector things. Like these are these aren't just you open it up and read them. These books do things. They really do. And I um, it's funny because as as a collector, I love the Berenstain Bears and the Spooky Funhouse as part of the Golden Sound Story Collection. Mm -hmm. But as I was rereading it this afternoon, um, I've determined it to be one of the worst and most unnecessarily long Berenstain Bears books that <laughs> exist in the entire canon. So it's got a couple of cool gimmicks as a collector, but as literature, um, I've got a, I've got a few bones to pick. <laughs> it, it is a very long book. And I will just say that I, I am on the road, so I haven't had a chance to read the book, but I am going to give my two cents here and there because I'm always good for an opinion. I think I think we should put um, Jeremy in charge of doing all of the sound effects that we reference ah, okay. as we talk about this book because the sounds in my copy, my batteries are dead. And um, since I didn't have as much um, forewarning of the recording of this episode, I didn't make it to the battery shack and uh, get replacement batteries. <laughs> oh. So this is this is the first. So this is 1991 and the Spooky Funhouse. 
And this is one of those books that has like a strip of buttons down the side, each button with a picture and each one makes a particular yep. noise. I believe there were two books in that series, correct, Brad? Yeah, that's correct. There were two. What was the other one? But these are, but they were part, um, yeah, what was the other one, Jeremy? Um, oh, gosh. It was uh, the Berenstain Bears and... Um, it's yellow. Um, the big uh, rummage uh, sale? Yeah, big yeah. rummage sale. Yeah, they go up into the attic. Um, but but it's part of a larger series. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I had a few of the Disney ones yeah. as well. So they um, they um it was a property that was licensed to um, a lot of different... Um, uh, properties there, like Golden Golden Books is the company that that yeah. made them. There's a couple of little critter ones, I know. Cool. Yeah, when I worked in a bookstore, uh, we had a section set aside for them, and oh boy, was that a cacophony of noise whenever the kids would find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really it's really good. Um, in fact, um, maybe for the listeners, we could we could say the name of each uh, sound that that is on the strip here, and then Jeremy can can demonstrate that sound. Sounds good to me. I'm happy to contribute. I was going to say, so what's the first sound? The first one is Papa's shout. I feel like he'd be like, <laughs> And then the next one is the monster, which I think is the same sound. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a door creaking. <laughs> and then there's the banshees. <laughs> and the slide. Oh, <laughs> the ghost, <laughs> crocodiles, <laughs> a beating heart, <laughs> wolves, <laughs> and the turn the page tone. <laughs> Ding. Perfect. I wish I would have been clever enough to sing a Susie and the Banshee song, though, when you said Banshees. That would have been Yes. Clever. Which... Would you believe I actually listened to a Susie and the um, uh, Banshees song today at lunch? That's so funny that you just referenced that. <laughs> Which, Which song? Susie's in the Ban uh, Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, Kiss like for me. Her, her famous one. I don't, I, I don't know. Kiss them for me? No. Uh, Peekaboo. No. <laughs> Cities and Dust. No. Uh, uh, Dear Prudence. Yes, Dear yes. Prudence. Okay. Yeah. So does this book have a plot? Uh, well, yeah, they go into a, uh, a spooky fun house yeah. and then they go from room to room like you would do in a spooky fun house or a haunted house, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, um, this is a really long spooky fun house <laughs> though. Really there is. are a lot of rooms with a lot of scary things. They're never that long at the actual fair. You know what I mean? Like, I know like at the Minnesota state fair, when you go into the haunted house, like you're. You're in there for like three minutes and it takes like 30 minutes to read this book. Well, especially, especially if you have to stop. And if you have a kid, you do, you have to stop and play the sound every single time you get to a picture. And there's a the, like page five has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven sounds you have to play. Yeah. And, and four of them are like, every time somebody goes down the slide, you have to do the slide sound effect for each person. <laughs> like this must be the most, I'm, I'm not a parent. I don't have children of my own, but this must be the most annoying thing ever. It is. It really is. So this is, is this the only Berenstain Bears book that has a drawing of a what, what is essentially an anatomically correct heart? <laughs> that that well may be. It's a good looking heart. It really is. Um, but it also has these banshees. Let's talk about these banshees. Let's do. I, I Jer Jeremy's slipping here. I, we, yeah, we're we're referencing all these sound effects. He's supposed to be doing. Yeah, come on, Jeremy. <laughs> 
All right, sorry. We just referenced the slide. Oh, and the heart. Boom, boom. <laughs> and the banshees. This city lies in jail. <laughs> <laughs> now that's good. That's real good. Now that's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty Halloween. <laughs> so these banshees are well a they do not look like how i envision like your typical irish banshee looking they look like magenta ghosts with green hands sticking out of their sleeves and earrings they're wearing earrings yeah um i i i don't know i don't know what to say about them they're um um yeah that that is what they are yeah you you described them so well phil i don't need to say anything else about them well to me like they look definitely like something that the berenstains would have designed like knowing their like their their joy of designing weird creatures like for the space grizzlies and stuff it has that quirk of like they just they got to cut loose for a for a sec and design something that didn't really fit in with the rest of the berenstain bears universe yeah, but it's it's curious because they tried to make uh, the monster look like Frankenstein's monster very clearly. Um, and everything else is pretty, you know, like traditionally scary, like a ghost. And I don't know, a crocodile isn't really Halloween-y, but it is scary. Um, yeah, and this yeah, the banshees are... I was going to say, this isn't Franken-Bear's monster either. This is a, this is a human. It's a human being. It's not, it's not green, and it's not made up to look like one of the bears. It's, it's obviously a person who's been reassembled, which is kind of freaky in the Berenstain Bears world. And it's interesting because they even use the name Frankenstein at one point because they talk about the monster. Yeah. And uh, where is it? And they say it's the Frankenstein monster. Yeah. Yeah. That would be on page yeah. 50 of this children's book uh this children's sound book and i'm i'm gonna count i'm gonna count the total number of sounds these illustrations are very cartoonish looking yeah they really are different than your normal bernstein bears illustrations yeah they look like they look like coloring book illustrations right but colored in yeah (laughs) i would have actually loved a coloring book of this book there's some great great pictures in it bradley is counting up the number of times you have to push the button (laughs) zero because the battery probably only lasted for like a day no unfortunately these batteries lasted a very long time (laughs) for parents right a very long time i believe i uh took the batteries out of several of these things (laughs) night I counted pretty quickly, but I count 93 (laughs) sound effects. You have to push the buttons 93 times (laughs) over the course of 23 pages. My goodness. Oh, my Lord. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah, one of the pages, page 15, has 11 times. Do, Do you also have to push the turn the page button? I did. Yes. I counted. Yeah. That's like, that's like 10 of them right there. God dang. That's a, that's just a lot. That's a workout right there. Especially like, yeah. Page 15. You, you have to push the wolves button five times. Wolves oh push, wolves push and more wolves push filled the room. Oh. Which do you think is like, yeah, we, we have to read, we need to read this whole page to Phil. You're going to read page 15 mm-hmm. to your listeners and Jeremy's going to do all the sound effects. This is just one page of the book. All right. Are you ready, Jeremy? Yes. All right. This is page 15. Here we go. Wolves. Right. Wolves. Wolves. And more wolves. Wolves. Filled the room. <laughs> 
Which do you think is spookier, asked brother? The crocodiles? The banshees? Dear Pruders. <laughs> or the wolves? Ow. The wolves! Ow. Shouted sister. What'll we do? They heard the call of the friendly ghost. <laughs> That's when another door opened and out came the spookiest creature yet. It's a monster! <laughs> cried sister. It's the Frankenstein monster. It walked slowly toward them. So that was about an hour long. (laughs) (laughs) Now multiply that over, let's see, 20. It's a 23 page book. So, you know, half of that. What is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 11 pages that you have to do that for. And you've got a, you've got a lengthy read. And it's just like, it's it's nothing even happened. Like that could have been summarized in like a sentence. There's now, no reason. Now they go through the whole haunted house or the the, fun, the 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 spooky fun house, and in the end, they they take the slides and they slide away, and then they debate whether or not it was real. And I'm like, you guys <laughs> went to the fun house. It obviously wasn't real, but they had fun being scared. So on on page twenty one. Um, so the, after they're trying to decide like if it's real or if they're fake or whatever, um, the uh, brother asks, so if there's no such thing as a ghost and there aren't real crocodiles and the banshees are a trick and the wolves are fakes and the monster is a robot, why are we running? Because, said Papa, there's a sign ahead that says this way out. And that's what we want, out. That's what I was thinking while I was reading this book. <laughs> I I want out this way out. <laughs> well, sorry, Brad, but you got to take four slides to get out of this book. I do four slide button pushes, but I still, I still love the like the book. It's one of my favorite books in the collection. It's just not great for for reading, yeah. but it's a beautiful cover, and I love the sound effects when I get the batteries replaced. Yeah, it but... is a cool little like you know side thing in the repertoire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and more it, fun to look at and listen to than to read, though, for yeah. sure. And it's, you know, and it's right up. It's it's one of those Berenstain Bears spook em up books, and we do enjoy those. Uh, now, the next book, though, the Berenstain Bears and the Spooky Fun House. No, in. In the Spooky Fun House uh, from 1997 yeah. is a pop-up book. This is a pop-up book, right? Yeah. And it's 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 a it's kind of an attractive looking book. It's a weird shape. I feel like there's another pop-up book that was a different size than this one, which always drives me crazy. Am I right or wrong, Brad? I don't know. I'd have to go upstairs and look at all my pop-up books. I'm just having a lot of fun making the first page <laughs> pop-up. Oh, the other uh, one is like the Welcome to Bear Country one. So maybe... Yeah. Yeah, those two are the same size. Okay. Um, And wasn't there a Spooky Shadows book around the same year? Well, these? Spooky Shadows was in the Cub Club series. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know. I covered that one. So um, that would have been a little sooner. That was okay. like, yeah, 92-ish. This is what, what did we say, 96 with this one? Seven. Okay, so Nin- four years. Seven, yeah. Okay, 97. So cool. this one is a yeah. uh, it's a completely different, this one they are actually, uh, well, they're in a spooky fun house again, but this is a, uh, there's no slides involved. It's much shorter, and uh, and it's it's just, it's really uh, that's that's not true. There are slides. There's a slide at the end. You have to slide to get out. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it's a shorter slide though. Let's let's walk through this pop up book. It's because it's only a few pages long. 
It's glorious. This is, bad pictures. this is what a novelty book should do, okay? Like, we know this isn't going to be great literature. This is just a fun little, like, playful thing. The gimmick here is that there are pop-ups, right? There's sliding things mm -hmm. and popping up things. So, like, let's just give us six or eight of those. And it's not about the story. It's about the gimmick of the moving parts. Yeah. And, That's like, they... some of those later, like, lift the flat books were so, like, didn't make the most of the concept, but I feel like this one did. Like this one made it worth your while. Oh, this is a good one. This one's mm -hmm. a really good one. I love the little skeletons, like just chilling on the first page, like yeah. laying on their side, <laughs> looking a little sexy. It also establishes that the spooky fun house is in Fun Park. Because uh, Papa says, here's yep. my favorite place in all of Fun Park. I hope you cubs aren't afraid of the dark. Okay. So I always appreciate it when we get, you know, geographically low, like, like, oriented in these books so we're in fun park and this is the fun house in fun park and the bears best beware I love it. oh the bears best beware they are in for a scare so you lift the flap and there's more words underneath behind the door mm. so that's what's fun about this is like there's the flaps and the popping up and there's even words behind some of the flaps mm -hmm. well and the, and the first pop-up is this great devil Oh yeah, that just and he pops up like like a six or seven inches. He's mm -hmm. like he like really pops up. Yeah, look at that popping, ready for action. <laughs> Boom! Boom! Ready. <laughs> so uh, so Papa and the Cubs are yeah. going through this house, and he's all, "Don't be frightened. It's all pretend. Just follow me right through to the end." And do those eyes move? There's these paintings with eyes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's another one of those, like, you pull this tab off to the side, and when you slide it one way, the eyes are gone, and you slide it the other way, and the eye, the, the pupils appear. So it's, like, it's actually a really creepy, cool effect. Mm -hmm. Because you can have the eyes, like, follow them from left to right. People and listening acts, people listening can't see this, but Bradley is very into this. You can tell that he's, like, absorbed in this pop-up book. The axe drops. Awesome. The axe goes up and down. Oh yeah, so there's a suit of armor with an axe that goes up and down, and then there's a little like a cubby that says "Friends, prepare to meet your doom." And you flip it down, and it says "This way, please, to the next room." With now, a really I'm... cool looking skull behind the flap too. Now I have a question like for skull. both of you. Uh, when you were kids, did skulls freak you out? No. Oh. No. Ah. See, I was the kid who, if there was a skull on a page in a book, I would like hide that page. I would ne I would make sure like never to never to look at the skull in a book because I got too freaked out by them. And this one would have done me in. A hidden skull? No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was scared of things, but not skulls. Like Flash Gordon scared me. <laughs> like the man? <laughs> the bald guy. The bald guy from Flash Gordon. Whatever oh. that was. The walls are closing in. Which way should we go? The walls are moving to and fro. So what does this page do? So like there's these flaps that like tip down. So like the, the green goo on the wall and the skeleton on the other wall, you like push them and they like they tip in. So they almost hit Papa and almost hit Mama. Oh, that's a... That's and a... there's this big spider that flaps up in the middle too. Having walls oh, yeah. that close yeah. in is, it's kind of intense for a haunted house. It really is, especially it, when there's like a skeleton on the wall, a full body skeleton. Doesn't the spider kind of look like, remember the book like Spider Saves Christmas? It kind of looks like the evil version of that spider. Uh-huh. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I haven't thought of that. Wait, is that the actual name of that book? Yeah, there's a whole series. How Spiders Save Christmas? Holy mm -hmm. cats, I haven't thought of those books. Wait, I'm looking at them now. I haven't thought of the spider book since I was like five years old. 
They're so good. I think there's like six or seven of them. Oh, my. Yeah, Robert Krauss. I totally forgot about these books. I had the Halloween one. It was one of my favorite books. Yes. I have that one. It's so good. Ah. <gasps> uh. Oh my goodness! Wow, that's spi- this spider here look like this is the evil version of that spider. It does. It's like he went bad. <laughs> it does though. <laughs> he went to the Bernstein universe and turned evil. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you get your hands on the old <laughs> spider books by Robert Krauss, you're you're in for a treat. These things are delightful. All right, and then what's on the next page? Oh, it's Frankenbear again, or Frankenbear this time. Yeah. So you. Yeah. And, and there's a flap at the bottom of that page where if you pull it, he sits up and then the people watching up in the gallery, they like kind of duck out of the way. They're all attached to the same flap. Oh my goodness. And there's a flap under where it says, lift this sheet, you will find. And then it says hideous instruments of every kind. And it's got tools and instruments of torture in, in that <laughs> little panel there. Oh no. I, I love this page. It's really good. I'm going Remember to that? assume that the other tab does something with their hats. Yes. Um, their hats like literally like pop up like off their heads. They like like flip up, up like their hats are flying. They're so shocked by Frankenbear coming to life that their hats like pop up. They like flip up. <laughs> and this is the best illustration in the whole book. You, yeah. Uh, you should you should put this like on um on your website uh, uh Phil because and you should you, you the the gaping mouths of mm-hmm. mama and papa <laughs> are pretty good. In fact, I'm going to I'm going to do a, a a before and after of the hat shot. Oh great. This might be one of the best illustrations in the series to be honest with you. I love it. I like oh, the it's solid. The the evil the mad scientist looks has kind of a weasel McGreed quality about him. Uh, because you don't see that like he has like sort of the extended weasel snout and the evil eyes. Uh, and up in the up in the gallery, the watching the watching the resurrection of the the monster is a ghost. Looks like some kind of demon, like red devil, a skeleton again, a green demon, and then like a like a hooded like cult member, like this pale figure in a hood. And they all looked pretty appalled. They all looked pretty appalled at the uh, at the at the at the the fact that this guy has given life to this monstrosity. <laughs> no, that's a it's a great it's true it's a great one uh and then uh the final page is they've they've left the spooky funhouse but papa is on his way out feet first down the slide as bradley said and i and yeah this is a, a tab you pull is there anything else on that page or is that the final <laughs> pop-up there's just papa because the, the last page is the back cover oh. so you oh, can't have any moving moving parts that page is glued to the back cover and here's where we see so the- you get papa sliding and he he tucks like all the way up almost entirely into the spooky funhouse so when oh. you pull him down he exposes like his whole body comes out it's really good and in the background you see uh you, you see the merry-go-round so you know where the spooky funhouse is yeah. positioned it's interesting that one of the books is so bad like text-wise and the other one's so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. so good yeah because even the text in this one is 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 breezy and fun my dears i do not mean mm-hmm. to shout but i think it's time to get out and that's when their hats fly up even sisters got <laughs> and, and brother they have the like the like rings around their eyes showing like the intense fear sisters got like a really scared look on her face i do think that the last line of the book is sort of shameless um it says that spooky fun house was really fun so take a deep breath and turn back to page one listen if i want to reread this book i can make that decision for myself don't don't tell me don't tell me what to do (laughs) plus you've got to like you got to wait in line bear family you can't just go back into the spooky fun house like unless you've got like you know there's a line for it too oh yeah. yeah 
So this must there be one of those. Line. This must be one of those year-round fun houses that are at that are at amusement parks. Like this isn't Halloween necessarily Halloween oriented, uh, but it's but it's definitely right. Halloween appropriate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I have this. I have this feeling uh, that Stan and Jan Berenstain really liked Halloween. Like I think that it was. There, there's just something about the way they always draw, like even like in the Ghost of the Forest and the Spooky Old Tree. There's just something that they really seem to enjoy mm-hmm. about drawing sp- like child-friendly, spooky images. And to even expand on that, I feel like every holiday, like Christmas and Thanksgiving, like they made the most of it. Like yeah, they really made the holidays. They made my holiday special. Like when I was a kid, you know, what I mean, I'd always bring out my Berenstein Bear books, and part of Christmas was like reading Christmas tree. And I'd read the spooky old tree for Halloween every year. So Yeah, and do you know how many people I know say that like the spooky old tree is not only their favorite Berenstain Bears book, but it was like one of their favorite childhood books, period. Um it's because it's it's not scary, but it's a a little bit scary, but it's like charming. It's like memorable. It's like, like it's one of those books that actually makes you feel comfortable, like when you're wrapped up in bed as a kid. Yep. Um, you know, yeah. I feel like you can almost smell like the roots and the dirt of the tree. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just so sensory to me. Mm-hmm. So my big my big question is I wonder why they never did a Halloween special. Uh Trick or Treat eventually got a TV adaptation, but only like a ten minute one. And there was just mm. there was never a big barren like to me, like that that's an obvious that's an obvious go-to is Halloween, and it's just it's weird that there that there's that gap there in their specials. Well, yeah, because they have like especially because they they signed a contract initially to do five hollow or five holiday specials, and of course they did uh, Christmas first, and then Thanksgiving, and then they did uh, Easter and Valentine's Day, and then the fifth one is just about baseball. baseball. It's spring, like play ball. play ball. Yeah, play ball is the fifth one. Like, why was it not Halloween? Halloween seems like the natural yeah fifth like part of that series i totally agree especially and especially with what you said phil it's very clear that stan and jan loved uh like sort of spooky things they loved yes. ghosts and mm-hmm. the nighttime um bears yeah. in the dark bears in the dark yep yeah, yeah i just think it's a it's a there could have been like if that fifth special and i'm not this is not anything against play ball i think play ball is a fine special uh but mm-hmm. if that fifth special had been halloween it would have just been this perfect five special set of of like here's your five the five kid friendly holidays just right there right. boom would have made a nice box set <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead, you got play ball hanging out there, and uh, it's it's such an odd <laughs> duck. But yeah, so that is that is the Berenstain Bears uh, and their and their relationship with a couple of spooky fun houses. Uh, so, of the two books, <laughs> which is your favorite? Well, the pop up one for sure. Um, definitely the pop up one. Now that I've like reread them and gone through them both, but I still love love like the um the the original golden sound story with with the sound effects i mean just as a as a toy and as a piece of like childhood memorabilia and also as a piece of memorabilia from that sort of 1980s 1990s time period before everything became electronic this was sort of this was like pretty cool like this would have been like one of the most interactive games 
some kids might have had in the year 1991 or whatever. Yeah. And I do feel like in this book series, like when you get to the late 80s and the early 90s, there was a lot of like little side projects or little weird releases. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, Brad, that kind of predated everything going computer. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everything went computer like maybe 1997. From mm-hmm. In my life, it did. Yeah. So if, if if someone was looking for these books, though, like to buy, to purchase, they're obviously long out of print, but uh, are they around? Are they available? Like on the used market? Yeah. Like someone in our collector's book is always trying to sell one of them. Yeah. Um, I know the pop-up book is like always, there's a few copies on Amazon or eBay. Uh, the Spooky Funhouse one is a little more rare, but it's not like super valuable. I know I had an extra copy that I was trying to sell it within the last year or so. And I, you know, I got like 20 or 25 bucks for it. So it's like, it's worth a little something, but it's not like super rare. I assume that finding uh, copies of the of the sound one that work is going to put the put the price a little bit higher. But as you said, it's usually just the battery that needs replacing. You yeah. So like, if you make the investment of like like what I should do is like I should replace the batteries and make sure it is just the batteries because if mine still doesn't work after I buy new batteries, then I'm gonna want to find a different copy because I really should have a working copy. And I know mine used to work. Mm-hmm. I've had this book for a long, long time. It just so I'm pretty sure the batteries just went dead yeah uh yeah so do you want to fill our listeners in if they aren't familiar with the uh the collectors group yeah so we've got a group on facebook and it's called berenstain bears collectors and fans and you can join that if you are a berenstain bears collector or fan um of course you can always visit www.berenstainbearscollectors.com where you can find my bibliography and occasional other blog posts about the Berenstain Bears and collecting their books and memorabilia. And uh, our group just hit 500 people, which I thought was a cool little milestone, you know what I mean? That's yeah. Right. I forget that's that's a good reminder. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's a pretty active group. I I, I I lurk about. I don't I don't contribute much to it, but I I, I pop in and out every once in a while. I'll that's have a, that's an understatement. Every once in a while, I'll have a smart Alec comment. I know you'll come in with like a comment out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, I love it. It's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, don't take it so seriously. <laughs> don't get too worked up about it. That's me. Are you talking to me? No, not you. Me? Are you talking about me? No, you take things seriously and like, okay, well, here is here's what you need to look for. Here's what here's the answer to your question. But some people get very high anxiety about it, like about like oh, yeah. about yeah. collecting, and I'm like, relax, man. We're all, it's it's all fun. It'll all work out. <laughs> yeah. That's where me and Brad talk offline. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have these little side chats like yeah. about like, like did you see so and so's post? <laughs> did you why'd you approve that post? You shouldn't have yep. approved it. <laughs> Are you gonna comment on it? I'm not gonna comment on it. You comment on it. Brad always tries to get me to be the bad guy. I just like to make, put that out there in the public. Listen, we are a good team. I'm we good are a cop, great team. Bad cop. It works <laughs> great. Hey, and if and if any members of the collecting group are listening, they are not referring to you. They're not referring to no, any of your no, posts. No, we're talking about that that other person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're all perfect. You're all beautiful flowers. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We're talking about the people that we've removed from the group. The right. yes. No current members would ever post ever. something that we have a problem with. <laughs> Very yeah. true. So in addition to Baron St. Pierre's collecting, you guys are creatives in your own right. Uh go ahead and let let people know what you guys have going on outside of the Berenstain Bears averse? Well, 
I uh, do a web TV series called Phonogenics where we talk about albums track by track. I do a virtual open mic once a month, and I'm a musician. So if anyone's interested in any of that, I have a little Patreon thing, and uh, I try to keep pretty busy. And where can they find that Patreon? Uh, just look up Jeremy Gloff, G-L-O-F-F. And um, I am also a musician. I am very involved in music education as a high school band director. And one of my um, big projects in the past year has been starting uh, a podcast called Band in Minnesota. It's a music education podcast. And um, that's been a really, really fun project. And um, people can search for that if you like podcasts about uh, music education, which is probably nobody who listens to a Berenstain Bears podcast. <laughs> Know, you never know. Uh, and it's one thing. We're a quirky group. I was going to say, you know, like it's, it's, it's incredible that, that, you know, we're just sitting around. We talk about the Berenstain Bears. That's why we know each other in the first place. But I have to remind my listeners that Brad and Jeremy are not only like incredibly nice people who, who collect Berenstain Bears books, but they're also like, you guys are just, you're two of my just favorite people. You are so compassionate. You're so passionate about what you do. You're, you're these, you're these, uh, amazingly creative people you care so much about the the people in your communities uh i, I watch jeremy I, I i watch you just uh, the social like the social justice work you're doing and bradley the the social justice through mm -hmm. education work that you do is is it's so inspiring and it's just so good to remind everyone that you know you may know people through a particular interest but there's so much more to the people that you know and and I just uh, every time I see you guys posting things about your passions, it just it drives me to become to become a better person and to and to commit to my passions uh, even more. So thank you both just for everything you do for the world. Well, I feel like we all definitely would be friends, even if the Berenstein Bears didn't exist. Like we'd all be yeah, friends. Yeah. And Phil, you're just as awesome too. So right back at you. Like yeah, total hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and if you're looking for more, I, you can find this is this show is at BerenstainBearcast.com. You can find it on Twitter at BStainBearcast. Uh, you can go to Patreon.com forward slash Deep in Bear Country if you want to financially support the show. I throw up some bonus episodes every so often. Uh, and uh, and yeah, that's 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 it. Guys, thank you both so much for dropping everything and doing this episode. Anytime. Anytime. Yep, absolutely. And potentially we may meet again in November, early November. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, we will see how our schedules work out. Uh, <laughs> we may, we may need to uh, to emotionally support one another in early November. Okay. <laughs> and for everyone <laughs> else out there, I will see you all next time deep, deep in Bear, Bear Country. Bear Country. <laughs>